One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm going to intimidate you, but I'm not coming closer. I only have two weapons, and they're both cool as hell. Jack's got eyes for this kind of thing. Just hold on to this. Maybe it needs, like, an object to interact with. How big is the armor? I'm seeing double. I was running, and I'm exhausted now. Can I make the middle ground argument? And you know, another thing about all this. It does sound cool. It's going to go bad for you. You don't want to get in between Jack and something archaeologically interesting. Well, let me help you get into that room if if you want. You can either act like a fool and get your head ripped off. And as he looks at me, Dorn just nods in agreement <laughs> you're gonna die <laughs> <laughs>
Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is Season 2, Episode 27, Knock at the Door. MVP this week is Retro from our Discord. Retro's been around for a while and somehow we missed you. I blame the Zentarum. Anyway, thanks so much for joining us, Retro. Thanks, Retro. Divisor is a forthcoming sci-fi horror series by me. I've yet to release details about it, but listen after the credits for the audio from a teaser that I recently released. Follow at DivisorCast on Twitter and Instagram for some announcements that will be coming very soon. Ooh. All right, shall we do this? Yeah, let's play some D&D. Woo! Henry was giving us pointers on how to be better parents tonight. Oh, no. And the one that he gave Harlan was, Daddy, you need to change your clothes more often. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold getting on. roasted by a child, Harlan. <laughs> yeah, he was roasted. Now, can we clarify a point here? I don't know. Henry, will it make the so story So it doesn't better. sound like <laughs> I'm saying it to, to counter. Mm-hmm. Please defend my honor, mm-hmm, Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he changes his clothes often enough. He doesn't smell at all. Jesus. <laughs> Did not sound convincing. It's, it's tolerable. Henry's saying this because we give him a hard time. Because we always say, we oh, we'll carry your stinky feet. He, so he's yeah. just looking for stuff. Also, he's like, mm. he hides his favorite clothes underneath his dresser instead of putting it in the laundry hamper. So to know where they are. it again um, while well, they're dirty. So. I want <laughs> someone taking his shirt away. I get it. Exactly. There's every favorite jogging Every single pants. day. If anything, I'm too clean. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If anything, Ooh. I should be stinkier. This is a good topic <laughs> um, to start on. I mean, <laughs> how smelly are you? I think changing clothes every day is like too much, personally. Oh, well, and let me let me step back. Wait, mm-hmm. underwear too? Mm-hmm. Pants don't need to be changed all the time, right? I agree. Yeah. And things like yeah, sweaters like... don't need to be changed all the time. Shirts, the things that touch your sweaty parts, like shirts and your underpants and socks. Yeah, those need to be changed. Agree. Agree. Unless. Yeah, you... Unless Rob's waffling though. <laughs> Rob's looking up into the no, left. No, no, I, I wasn't waffling. I was I was thinking I had two thoughts. One just about the framing of that is like clothes are pr- to protect the world from your grossness, not to protect you from the grossness of the world. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Was was Depends. the sort of vibe that Alex was putting out there. And I, I'm I'm here for mm. that. I, clothes. I mean, I agree with it. Interesting, but that's a good point. I didn't think about that way. I just, I'm just gonna finish that th- my thought though, sorry, with This is really uh, important. If like okay and i'll explain i'll give it back up i when i go to work i wear like work clothes this is good intro material actually right mm-hmm. yeah. but when i come home i'm only wearing these clothes from like five till 11 right ah. so those so clothing socks, has an hour usage as well the, the, socks, the time that you're closest to children who are known to be particularly cleanly and hygienic creatures yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sticky little just saying hands. Socks, sometimes boxers get to wear. Yeah, like last night I wore this sweater to um, trivia <laughs> mm-hmm. and I came home and I wasn't wearing it all day yesterday. And you I came home and I even changed out of it. Fuck. But then I put it on today because I only wore it for two hours yesterday. It's totally clean. I have a little mini laundry basket that I have beside my other laundry basket. And that's just for clothes that I wore once that, mm-hmm. th- that aren't dirty that yeah. I can wear again. But I they're too dirty to put back in with the clean clothes. They're not dirty enough to go in with the dirty clothes. That's the hook on the on the door. We've got a little hook, the hook. on the door to the closet. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you or, hang stuff up that you're like, I don't want to put that away. It doesn't feel right to put it back with the clean, clean, clean stuff. But I'd but wear it again. Dirty. The hook on the door or the chair in the corner, right? The chair in the yeah. corner. Maybe I got a chair sure. or, or a couch floor. or something in the corner. 
I try not to do the floor. chair, but <laughs> I I I banned the clothing chair. <laughs> we don't do that either, but no. I do have a secondary laundry. Because we don't have the room for a chair, let's be honest. If there was a chair in the corner, there'd be clothes all over it. <laughs> True. All right, let's play. Anyway, D&D. that's not even an intro. We can't do anything let's with that. <laughs> we can. Let's hop on into the game. Mm-hmm. The sound of far-off laughter echoes from down the hallway, interrupting your investigation of the gnomish statue. And Red, like, holds his hand up and, like, tells everyone to shush for a second. I feel like we have a universal language between all of us besides knowing looks that when shit gets serious, because we've been on knife edge long enough, we must have some signal that we do. Sure. It's a knowing look. What you- yeah, but the problem is if no one's looking at me, <laughs> the knowing looks aren't good. <laughs> So he just makes that sound. And Doran looks. And then he gives a knowing look and he points up the <laughs> stairs to the sound of laughter, which I imagine now that mm-hmm. I pointed it out, we all hear. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows how when you point at a sound, it gets louder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but when you notice, <laughs> when you like, and then you stop. Yeah, and listen. the sound echoes around. It's, it's coming from the east, but because of the echoey stonework, it's hard to know how close it is. Doran, in a very um, unit officer way, puts his finger to his lips and then he points at the bullseye lantern and he makes like a hand motion to like turn it off. Nice. Veranda just cranks the dial and the flame diminishes and then extinguishes. Yeah. And uh, I think red casts pass without trace. Cool. Comes up around us Mm -hmm. and uh, let's move up. We got the momentary drop on them. We might as well do something. Fran, did you want to wait here with Kieran until we see what's up there? Okay. Yeah, I, I'll just be right here beside this statue. And she tries to kind of like tuck herself in beside this known That's statue. That's not a statue. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, the Goonies. If anything happens, Kieran can get my attention from, from anywhere in this place. So we'll come running. Mm-hmm. Red, give her, give her that knife you found. Uh, she already has my ghost dagger. Do I have to give her oh, this does she? I, I forgot she has a weapon. She's got everything. Look at her. She's fucking blinged out. <laughs> She's like completely covered in weapons. God, I'd give everything to this woman. A weapon donated from everybody. I didn't give a shit. Yeah, Mari, we know. <laughs> you wanted so to give rude. her my dagger. <laughs> you're holding a sickle and your stick and you're like, Red, give that to her. And you know another thing about all and this. And your flower knife and you've got like... <laughs> I only have two weapons and they're both cool as hell. And a stick. You have I have a, a stick. stick. Yeah, the stick's sort of crammed in the back. Like in a Yeah. I have this dagger and my bow. <laughs> so anyways, um Veranda <laughs> and Doran pulls out his dagger and he's like, just hold on to this. <laughs> Thanks, Doran. Then I walk over and take my ghost dagger back. Fine, I'll take this back then. Are you guys done? What do you mean done? You know, you're getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Who are you talking to? None of your business. Let's go. <laughs> okay. You stealth up the stairs. Yeah. The four of you working together well and keeping silent. That's how you describe that? Despite the evidence despite, to the contrary. Despite everyone actually being super loud, thanks to Red's <laughs> clump, clump, pass clump. without trace, you do okay. Hey, I have it so that I can be quiet. At the end of the hallway, your path heads north and south. And uh, I walk towards the direction of the laughter. Okay. Do, 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 do. That's from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, Moving up the hallway, you hear the low mumble of people speaking quietly. Someone curses and you hear the clatter of metal on stone as if something's been dropped. You peer around the corner 
to see three humans gathered around a doorway on the north side of the hall. There's another doorway opposite, closed. The humans appear to be in the middle of trying to get the other door open. Are they armed? Do they look like bandits? They all look yep. like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Nice. I can't get it open. <laughs> They're trying to get the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Red turns back and kind of gives the hand wave of like the back and forth, come see, come saw, kind of like, how do we want to play this? You know, they're not attacking. We don't usually attack until... We just fell into a hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They maybe know where the door out is. We could just ask them. Yeah, that's... Well, I mean, I was doing with hand signals, but yeah, yeah you just... It was like a nod. Give them like, hand yeah. signals. See how they respond. Maybe we should enter with like a... <clears throat> hello? <laughs> you know, like a clearing of the Yeah, throat. I mean, that was kind of going to be Red's play. I was just kind of... He like turns. He's kind of like, like, what are we thinking? And he sees Jack being like, shaking his head like, nah, like, we don't need to attack. Doran kind of like stomps his foot okay so that's one for each mari <laughs> tiebreaker lives are in the balance mari's willing to, to to chat with them but she is also very ready to cast entangle cool and then and then red probably gives the signal to like hold mm-hmm. right because like why all of us yeah. right and he just kind of like holds he stands up mm. and i guess red would walk out sure i mean arguably i'm the most charismatic if it goes that way and the most handsome well, I didn't want to say anything, but... <laughs> and the softest. Aww. And I'm the strongest. So it's Sorry. best if I stay out of sight. And I am certainly here as well, so... <laughs> I I like books. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a book? Uh, yeah, Red walks out. Why, hello there. Oh, we have company. <laughs> I should say you do. Just fallen through the sand pit, have you? Yes. Uh, same as you? Uh, yes, unfortunately. Oh, where's my manners? I'm Ravinia. This is my husband, Cleavon, and here's Grinning Bradley. Oh, uh, is he grinning? He is, yeah. Ah, it's not just a clever name. <laughs> nice to meet you. My name is Red-Handed Robin. And Red goes up in his voice as if he's going to introduce mm-hmm. the rest, but he doesn't. A pleasure to meet you. I'm happy to find you down here. I was a little worried, to be honest. I uh, fell, fell down here and... Uh, well, I didn't know the way out. How long ago have you fallen down? Uh, we haven't seen sunlight for about three days, from what we can surmise. We were on our way to Loudwater from Lork, and one of our less intellectually endowed companions suggested traveling this veil as a shortcut. Oh, jeez. No way to talk about your husband? I'm going to roll insight on that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Where'd you roll? Oh, go ahead. That's a natural one. Oh. <laughs> Red, this is a charming woman. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and you think that, you know, it would probably be in the party's best interest to help them out. Huh. Well, no, I wouldn't go that far. I think Red would help them out. Sure. That's a buy. That's a lie I would buy, but I'm still not going to sell them out until I'm for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So Red takes a step towards... Did they have lights? Or are they... They do, yes. So Ravinia is a short woman with shaggy brown hair and calloused hands. She's got her arms crossed over her chest with a confident, easy expression on her face. Her husband, Cleavon, is busy at the door. He barely looks up at you, Red, to give you a once-over. And grinning Bradley, true to his name, has terrible teeth to match. He leans against the stone wall and leers at you hand on the hilt of his scimitar and his other hand holding a torch. Well, let me help you get into that room if you if you want. Would you? Yeah, of course. And Red tucks right up between them and walks towards the door. Any chance you've had a good look around? 
No, I just came in and, and uh, started hearing some of the laughing, uh, and I came up this way. We have a good time here. Hey, it's best to. It's pretty spooky down here. It is. Uh, I'm hoping maybe we can put our heads together and figure this place out. It's the hope. I mean, ultimately, uh, I'm fortunate because I can, I can see in the dark, but I guess the three of you need the light. How fortunate. Uh, yes, just um, take a look at this door. Cleavon, give it a break. And he stands up and sort of harumps turns away from the door. This door is square. It's made of very dark, almost black metal. And there are five square indentations, one on each corner and one in the very middle. There's no obvious keyhole, but there's a small handle on one side. And you can see the stone around the door is scraped up where Clavon's been trying to gain purchase for a pry bar. Ah, uh, you're not going to get in that way. Hey, funny that you fell down here with a pry bar already. <laughs> Oh. Well, and how many torches does it take to burn for three days? Did you say that out loud? Or <laughs> no. Jack, I, shut up. Shut up, Jack. But remember <laughs> we talked about your muttering? <laughs> He's doing calculations in his head about the number of torches. One torch need. lasts so many hours. and Part of any adventurer's pack. I, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and Red will take a look at the, the lock, and uh, I guess he'll try to finagle it. Yeah, I mean, there's no <sighs> keyhole. There's no obvious lock on this door. Can I roll investigation on it? Sure. I feel like there's this whole silent skit that's happening b around the corner. <laughs> yeah. 15. Yeah, you can't figure out how to open this fucking door. Well, what about this door? Red points to the south. We have three other companions resting in the other chamber. Priestly, Shay, and the Fingers. Oh, there's a whole bunch of you. Yes. Actually, we had a seventh with us, Jody, but she was eaten by the slime in the crop room to the south. Have you been down that way? The what to the what? The crop room to the south. What's a crop room? I, just what I supposed had been happening here in this strange place. There's weird plants. You think they grew weird plants down here? I don't know. You all are pretty silly to think that they would grow plants underground. Don't you know plants need light? Oh. Meanwhile, Doran's like shaking his head. Mari's like, plants? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you try to get back out the way you fell in? Oh, it's just not possible. We did try. To grow up. Ah, fair enough. <laughs> Red stands up. Says, I don't have an answer for getting behind this door, but my friends do. I'm not alone down here. Sorry, I should have said, but... Uh, my friend uh, is a wizard, as, as well as my other friend. Hey, hey, hey uh, everyone, come on down. I'm, I'm down here, Red calls out. I took the lead. A scout, are you? Doran sort of runs back up the hall, and then, and like, quietly, and then back down the hall louder. <laughs> Did you say you're down here, Red? Yeah, down here. Winking at Mari and Jack as he passes by. The, the part that gets me is the vision of, like, these people seem fairly modestly dressed. They've got, like, a crowbar or a torch or something. Fucking Doran comes in, gleaming like the, the <laughs> golden god of, like, the best-ass dwarf armor with this huge, like, spectacular <laughs> dwarven axe. Like, this this god All of, of you battle. All of you look like fucking Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Murray's got, like, a glowing sickle. You say this a lot, and I, I think I need to officially make the record clear. Because you said this a lot, and it makes sense when we're magic, somewhat. Only my bows magic on me but th th beyond that Doran's breastplate is covered in grime and filth there is no way that thing looks gold anymore and I don't think we've ever described the axe and then Jack and Red and Mari all wear more or less plain clothes yeah Red's only metal on him is a breastplate which is under kind of a muddy leather thing and he's got a pauldron 
we're really not that blinged. If anything, we probably look more like bandits than heroes because we're usually pretty grimy. Like. I've only ever said it about Doran, who's wearing and wielding literal legendary pieces of equipment that have been written Yeah, but about that means her. nothing to the normal person, especially one that doesn't take care of it the way Doran would. Jack's got eyes <laughs> for this kind of thing. got like... <laughs> grass on her yeah. all i mean to say is i don't think that someone would see like if it was brass That's you know fair. if it was fair polished point. and if it was like like if he was going to the end of star wars scene and he was getting a metal print on it it would look amazing but we're talking about doran sleeping in this thing and fucking you do in have this a thing. cloak of useful items which yeah, is but it's fairly... just got patches on it can i make the middle ground argument i mean it's your armor you tell us what it looks like yeah you know what like like i think we're dressed more like battle-ready adventures than the normal person. Like, far more... I mean, I've got my shoulder... What are those called? Pauldrons? Pauldrons, that's right. So I've got the pauldrons. I've got, you know, uh, maybe a little bit of the brass chest showing as well as, like, you know, gauntlets and heavy boots. And, like, we all kind of look like very experienced adventurers. Murray's in like a like a woolen toggle coat. She looks like she wandered in from no, the bay. No, you have new crab armor. Yeah, your crustaceans. Yeah, it's under yeah, the but coat, we're still though. in winter. You look like yeah. it's not under your yeah, coat. Under my coat. How big is your coat? It's how big you is the armor? Coat would be, you think the armor would be on top of a coat? No, I think that probably. Like, no, it's like it's like a Halloween costume. Armor would be fitted, and you'd have a cloak or something on top. I'm of it. imagining yeah. it comically large, like she's a hermit. <laughs> but regardless, the reason I'm saying it, the reason I'm saying it is because. If we did look too flashy, I think Red would have made a point to be like, hey, you're Dorn Iron Fist. People are hunting you. Let's let's buff the shit fair. down. That's let's fair. dress down. Like, even if we do look even remotely adventury, I would try as much as I could to hide that as often as I could because that's not a thing that we really want, especially in Deception. It wouldn't really help if we're trying to be cool. At the end of the day... There's a vibe from head to toe battle armor made out of mm. magic metal. There's a vibe, sure. There is certainly a vibe. There's a vibe shift when he walks in. There's certainly a vibe with the four of you that you all know how to take care of yourselves. Mm -hmm. How about that? Yeah. So you come around the, the whole corner. Slow and motion with music playing. You see them. Hi. Well, oh, hello. Hi. Oh, there's four of you. Hi. And there's six of you. I'm sorry. There's six of you? Darren, you were too far away to hear that. I mean, <laughs> I can't count. Mm -hmm. I can't <laughs> count. Kind of I'm seeing double. Out. I was running and I'm exhausted now. <sighs> Sorry, he's not good at counting. How many of there are you? Just uh, the three, three uh, Darren. It's only three of them. Oh. But there are three in the in the room. Good guess. No. Oh, that's four and three and mm. three. That's ten. <laughs> she rolls her eyes. <laughs> so what are you doing? <laughs> We fell in, I'm sure, much the same as you. Mm. And as we have little knowledge of the creatures that must have constructed this place, we're having a hard time finding the way out. I'm pretty sure it was gnomes. Yeah. This place is like a thousand years old. It's super interesting. And what makes you say that? What? Well, just because I really love old stuff. I'm an archaeologist by trade. I think he said wizard, but I, I prefer archaeologist um, just because it's my passion. Well, is there any chance that you would know how to open this door, Mr. Wizard? I mean, there's always a chance, but it's a slim one. I don't, this this stuff is all beyond me. It's why I'm really loving it here. All these like gears and stuff. Gnome's just thinking in a different level of reality. Hey, that's true. Have you tried knocking? Mari just leans over very quiet and just whispers, if anything goes bad, 
get that torch out because she overheard Red saying something about like, yeah, oh, I you was can- thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. You put that torch out because they won't be able to see in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to roll a perception while Jack's kind of. I'm, I'm going to say distracting them. Sure. What are you perceiving? Rolling. I want to see how like honest they're being. That's insight. I'm sorry. Um, because I'm rolling something different. Then can I re-roll? No. Would you roll? <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, at least insight gives me an extra one. That's twelve. I rolled it um, an eight. Yeah, these people seem totally on the up and up. Okay. And uh, I mean, they they definitely have weapons on them. One of them's sneering at you, like uh, you're something he just wiped off the bottom of his shoe. At me. But apart from that. Excuse me. Can I borrow that torch for a second? I just want to take a closer look at this door, and the light really helps um, sort of discern finer details. There might be some part of this weird gnomish mechanism. Sure. And he gives it to you. Perfect. Oh, your voice is so creepy. Is that grinning Bradley? Is that smiling Johnny or whatever? <laughs> grinning Steve. <laughs> grinning Bradley. He's like, my mama gave it to me. Creepy. I'm Jack. Nice to meet you. He stares at your hand. <laughs> Can I investigate this door? And Yeah, investigate it. Let's do this. 16. Mm. Yeah, you can't sort it out. Hmm. Try knocking, Jack. Uh, I knock on the door. Nothing happens. Did anything happen? Uh, I don't think so. It just it you know, vibrated an expected amount. Uh, but it's good to test every hypothesis when we got the time. Yeah, hi, 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 Yeah. You know, I, is there is there an obvious keyhole on the door, or is it, it no. it's another one where it's not clear how these things work? Maybe it needs like an object to interact with. You know, like like a key. That's not a bad point, although I don't see a keyhole. No, no, like a scroll or something. You, like, hold it near it and it activates. I pull the key out of my pouch that we got from Doran's cousin, mm. and it's got a tuning fork kind of yeah. thing on the end, so I strike the tuning fork end and I set it on the door mm. on the other side just to see what happens. Rob Dubal, Mr. <laughs> Somebody. Wow, no, don't tell Jack, me. Jack, you begin to hear a series of vibrations. Stop it. Stop it, quick. It seems like the door is responding in some way. Oh, it's singing back. Red walks over and, and mutes the fork with his hand. Ah, oh, that, that didn't seem to work either. Huh. Roll deception. I'm going to use... Do I have inspiration? Did we decide? I don't know. You got to tell me. You're the one who's keeping track. <laughs> well, I'm pretty inspiring. I feel like I deserve it. Red walks up and he puts his hand on the tuning fork, trying to deceive them. What? You, I'm not done. And he fails with a three. <laughs> Just, I'm not done. Leave me, hold on. I think I'm onto something here. I, I don't think it was working. <laughs> no, no. Let, I think, what, is it Jack? Yes. I think you have something there. Where did you come upon that key? Uh, Jack is laser focused on the task at hand. He's really not in a, in a talking because he's now trying different places on the door to see if it rings differently, sort of trying the places where there might be a mechanism it could shake loose, something like that. Um. Yeah, as you continue your investigation, you realize that the metal of the key is very, very similar to the metal of the door. Mm. And as your inquisitive tappings hone in on these five square indentations, you hear it make the notes of a chord. Oh, okay. And so now Jack puts the key away for a second and uses a minor illusion to make that chord at the door to see if that is the, the vibrations of the music that open it up or if it's the actual key itself. Mm, you make the chord happen and it sounds beautiful, but the door does not open. Interesting. Ravinia turns and opens the door to the south and she says, um, uh, I think we have something here. 
come on out. And she rouses her other three companions. Meanwhile, Red turns to a blank place on the wall, reaches <laughs> into the bag of holding, and pushes his orange rat against a random stone. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> just leaves a greasy orange mark on the wall. <laughs> just drops the rat back in the bag. You just hear like Squeak! squeaky noises. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Red's going to head down to the far end of the hallway. Stand by Mari in the corner. Okay. This was a bad idea. I, I don't like that there's this many people. Yeah. It's too many. I think I've almost got it. Mm-hmm. Doran is at the ready. He's like prepped himself mentally for battle in case shit goes down. Nobody's getting a jump on him. Man, gnomes are so cool. Have you guys seen this a thousand years later and this is still working? And he's watching Jack's back. Jack, you feel the prick of a dagger at your spine. Mm. Oh, that's a mistake. And Ravnia purrs in your ear. It seems like you have quite a few interesting things that could probably be very helpful down here, Jack. And it seems like you've got quite an interesting approach to finding friends. <laughs> Doran says as he's got his axe out. We doing this? Jack stands up. Hey, now. Excuse me. Presumably you're down here because you think you're going to find some great treasure or something. Or maybe you just like stabbing people in the back before you have all the answers. That seems really like your type. But I, I really hate it. There's something cool down here and you're spoiling my moment. And Yeah, you don't want to get in between Jack and something archaeologically interesting. It's, it's going to go bad for you. Just put your dagger back away. Take about two steps back and let's figure out what this place has to tell us. But don't, don't, don't end your lives here over something like this. Let's not spill blood. I've had about enough of people like you telling me what I need to do in my life. Here, here, sister. <laughs> Clearly, we have a single object that is useful down here, and that's it. So, you can either act like a fool and get your head ripped off, or... We can work together, we can split whatever fun things we find down here, and we can leave. Are you saying that from 30 feet away? I'm just yelling it. I'm yelling it across this fucking room, but it sounds I'm going to intimidate you, but I'm not coming closer. No. No. (laughs) Are you trying to intimidate her? Let's try to intimidate her. Roll an intimidation check. Let's see if you can (laughs) de-escalate. Intimidate. Oh, fuck. I rolled a four. <laughs> oh, come on. A four? I didn't do shit. Sorry, guys. You're like, yeah, it, you take it. It did sound cool. It would have been much cooler if I had rolled something less shitty. That's a very interesting approach. Uh, I'm going to decline. Thank you. Mm. Instead, if you'd like your friend to have any use of his legs in about five seconds... I'm going to ask all of you to put your weapons down on the ground and go back down the hallway. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody. Just take a breath, all right? Look, we all clearly are a little wound up because we're in tight corridors. Look, all we want, all Jack wants, is to open this door right now. You're making him feel very uncomfortable, and Jack doesn't like to be uncomfortable. Now, one of you will at the very least die, because there's four of us. I'm going to guess we'll take out more, but one of you will definitely die. Are all of you okay with that? Are you ready to put your life on the line right now? Because I'm going to peg you right between the eyes, friend. 
So you're trying to intimidate all of the no, followers? No, persuade. I'm trying to persuade them. Like, I'm factually saying, we may not win, but one of you are going to die. Okay. Like, that's just numbers. Someone here is going to go down. Are you willing to risk that when we're willing to play along? Mm-hmm. You can roll with disadvantage. Happily. 19. Okay. The one who's kind of closest to Doran, he kind of looks disheartened. And I lock eyes with him and I say, I'll take you out first. I promise that. Unless you stop your leader here from sticking a knife in my friend's back. And as he looks at me, Doran just nods in agreement. (laughs) You're gonna die. (laughs) There's really not a question about it. What Ravnia does isn't, and I can't, she's her own woman, so. Doran shouts, okay, Zolkin, the joke's up. All right. You got us. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a Zolkin? Holy shit. You know what? You know what? You'd see a glimmer of recognition on her face. Zolkin. You know Zolkin? That fucker. Him again? (laughs) We worked with him a bunch of times. Look, we're all friends here. I don't know if I describe him as a friend. No. We're friends. Look, this is all getting real. A snake, maybe. We're all one-upping each other with cool lines, Mm -hmm. but this is getting too much. Let's drop it down a few pegs. Look, no one's going anywhere. She has her knife to Jack's back and she pulls her sleeve back and she reveals a tattoo of a winged snake. Yeah! And then she looks at you expectantly, Red. I pull up my sleeve and I show her the exact same tattoo. (laughs) Nice. Because I have a masquerade tattoo. As does Doran. And Doran, show yours too. And I pull my sleeve back and it's like one of the sailor ones on the fore on my forearm. <laughs> yeah. What you don't see is what <laughs> you don't anchor. see is the action we take to move the tattoo as we're pulling up our sleeves yeah. using our one action for the day. She drops her knife away from Jack's back. Listen, you'll have to excuse me. There was no way I could have known. Hey, look, as in Tarim, we're uh, meant to not trust at first, but we also are meant not to be stupid. So let's all take it down. It's a good thing you guys pay well, or I'd never work with you. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted to be a harper. Oh, please. I know. Don't even joke. The stories about them are so much better. All right. (laughs) Let's see. Put the knife back in his back. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. She sheathes her blade. Let's see what's behind the door then, shall we? Yeah. And the, the whole group, the tension is just melted away. Murray's like, should I get a tattoo? Is this a thing I need to be doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had tattoos twice. You should have gotten them. I know. Aw. Well, you were here for the second time. Yeah, you didn't invite me, though. Doran, c- come give me a hand with this. You're invited. <laughs> yeah, Doran shifts up next to yeah. Jack. Excuse me, yeah. excuse me. Red whispers to Mara, and he's like, Jack's about to explode. Watch. <laughs> Cover your ears. Brace yourself. Uh, I give you the knowing glance, and I put my hand in your arm, and we explode and thunderstep the fuck out of here. Okay, Rob, you explode with Doran uh, tailing you. No, I love that How feeling. much damage do you do? Yeah, I. Uh, Jack is does not love having a dagger at his back. These people scream the kinds of thugs who tried to come in and take over the copper cup from Torin. It's mm-hmm. just a, in every way pissed him right off. And so he, he takes all the magic he can, thunder steps at the highest possible level he can, and adds all that extra alchemical jazz to it, which is going to be 5d10 thunder damage and 2d10 force damage to all of nice. them. Nice. You can roll that all together. It doesn't matter which is which. Bada big boom. 
for 37. If they fail their save, they're looking for uh, constitution saves. Is it just everyone who you are within five feet of? Ten feet of. Oh. <laughs> you also you also take out Red and Mari. No, no, it's ten, right. ten feet ten feet of the space I left. So we're Perfect. we're good. Uh, I decided I was going to roll all of these checks uh, individually. Mm-hmm. I didn't roll a single one higher than eight. <laughs> these people suck. Uh, I'm shaming this dice. Yeah. It's been shame, a little while shame, since shame, we shamed shame, on the shame, podcast. Shame, 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 All right. How much damage do we take? 37 thunder and force damage as they get pushed against the far walls that they can. Yeah, uh, everyone but Ravnia fucking dies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, yeah. She's mine. I told you. And Red fires at Ravnia as soon as the dust clears. Smile! And he lets go of the arrow. <laughs> nice. It does that very cool thing where it sails really close to Mari's hair and it like slices by and it blows by. Oh, yeah, yeah that's hero <laughs> shit right yeah. there. 16. Yep. Hey. Nice. You, you hit. Hits right, right between the eyes. Damage. 15 damage. Yeah, she goes down hard like a sack of potatoes and the four of you are alone in the hallway again. Mm. Yeah, I felt icky just showing that fake tattoo, but really smart thinking, Red. Hey, it was you saying Zulk and that made me think of it. It was teamwork through and through. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, they stuck a knife in your back. Yeah, I'm just mad at the... Thanks for having my back, guys. I. Oh. Uh, well, of course. I, I, I'll be honest that it's kind of scary. I, I, oh, that one guy had a nice scarf. Hey, you can still get it. I could. I could. It's got some brain on it. Maybe not. Red steps over the dead bodies and brain <laughs> and stuff and just like, ah. So you, did you actually figure it out? It seems like some sort of weird musical chord thing. It's it's all vibration. And Jack strikes the tuning fork end of this key again and presses it against the five spots in the door and plays that lovely chord. And uh, hopefully here's something go clunk. You do. As you hit each of the notes sequentially on this door, you hear a click, and the door slides sideways to disappear into the wall. Ahead of you, you see a room full of strange metal crates. I'm picking up good vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> That song's so good. It's a great song. Yeah. No. Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Alexander, Amanda Kitchener, Anne, Artistic Witch, Brayden, Brian Blass, Brianna Weber, Michael Weber, Bryn Marie, Cecil Lee Wilson, Colin Burkhart, Cherry Rose, Creature, Cytosine, Daniel, Haley, Harpo the Marks, J, JD, Joy, KR, KM, Cade, Lasagna, Last Ruth on the Left, Lead, Mari Kaniski, Matilda Rushing, Melissa, Melon, Michelle Kahn, Moss, Nimble Dingo, Reagan, Ren, Roberta, Sray96, Tama, Tara, Trapper939, Xander, and Zach. Oh, thank you so much. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
I need to try again.